episode 171 with Lori Hardacker, author of Dating What the Fuck. Check her out, datingwhatthefuck.com. She came on. We talked openly and candidly about her 30-plus years in the dating scene. Most of it, not positive. But we get into it all in this next very insightful, very open, very raw episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Please welcome the one and only Lori Hardacker. The Optimal Life. I'm technologically challenged. So. So, so again, tell me, how, how did you come up with the name with uh, the name of the book, "Dating What the Fuck"? How did you come up with this name? So I always tell everyone it like literally came to me in three seconds because been dating since I was like 16, and now I'm 49, and I've never been married. So I've been pretty much dating on and off that whole time, and that's what I feel like. It. It's like you're like, what the fuck? I don't understand. Why is it so bad? Um. You know, I think the title of my book pretty much says it in four simple words. And it just came to me like in a blink. And I'm like, I'm going forward with that title. (laughs) So you've got so many years of stories. Unfortunately, yes, I do. They have (laughs) to be, they have to be some of the most entertaining stories of all time. I mean, you could probably make a, a movie out of your dating life. Somebody told me I should make a one woman show. So Which is that's what? on the horizon. What is a one-woman show? So, like, live theater performance of it, like a play. Mm. So I went to school for dance and theater, so that's definitely a possibility. So you went back, you've been dating uh, on and off, like you say. It's been 20, 16 to 49, so a 30-plus year span. Yes. And you've gone out with men of all shapes, sizes, backgrounds, personalities. You got that right. Have there there been certain personality types? Let's start there. Have there been certain personality types that you have found yourself to do better with than others? Definitely somebody outgoing, um, extroverted, energetic, adventurous. I am obviously not an introvert in any way shape or form i'm from boston so we tend to be a little more straightforward um speak very honestly very directly swear often so i definitely think i would need to be with somebody who is that way or or at least can handle somebody who is that way so tell us a little bit about a situation that might have occurred where you were dating some guy and he was you can tell you were maybe a little bit too aggressive for him. He didn't like the swear words. He was uncomfortable. How, how does that? How does that date go? I literally put that in my book. I remember clearly meeting a guy. We were sitting at the bar and we were talking, and he literally said to me, "I don't think I can handle your personality." And that was it. And I was like, "Okay." I mean, at least he was very upfront about it. You know, a lot of people aren't able to do that. And I was like, okay. I mean, I am who I am, so... Do you remember the conversation? What caused him to have that reaction? Do you remember the things you were talking about? 
I don't honestly, but I remember it was like, I don't know where you're located, but it was like at the Macaroni Grill restaurant and we were sitting at this bar and it was like round and I remember being on the corner of the bar and, you know, sitting there and he's like, I just can't handle your personality. I really don't think I can handle your personality. So I remember the place, the shape of the bar and like visually can like look at myself sitting there, but I cannot remember the conversation that like led up to it. No. I mean, it was a long, I'm talking long time ago, years and years and years ago. But it stuck with you for you to put it in the book. Oh, yeah, it's in the book. Yeah. Yep, it's in, in the book as one of my stories, yes. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, okay. So you have a macaroni grill out there? We did, and I think it closed. Maybe that was your problem that you actually had a date at the macaroni grill. That could have been the issue. Right. Yeah, I think ours closed. I'm in Florida now, but in New England, I know the one up near my parents closed. So that could be it. That could have just been foreshadowing. <laughs> so so talk to us. You've been dating for, I mean, really 30-some years. Um, yeah. And it's changed dramatically. You used to have to be taken out by a phone call from somebody, meeting someone in person. They'd ask you out. They'd call you. They couldn't even text you 30 years ago. What was that one more time? They couldn't even text you. They had to actually call you. Yeah, I love it. That I, I wish it was that way again. So I think the new way is, is bullshit. What, what have you seen? Ridiculous. What have you seen over the years from the, the old traditional way where it was much more real and authentic to what it is now? Talk about the, the changes that you've seen and let's let's hear more about what is it like now, I mean, with this online dating stuff. So like you said, back in the day, people used to call each other on the phone and ask people out. So obviously that has changed significantly. Um, you know, you would maybe meet people through a friend, meet somebody in college. Um, and it was more, I don't know, just respectful, I guess, because people had to call you on the phone, you know, ask you out. One of the big things that changed is last minute dating that happens now like you know someone would call you out call you up on the phone on a, like a Monday you know you were free on Friday yes great you, you, you set the date in advance now because there's texting you know you get a text Friday day hey you're free tonight there's no like planning there's no making sure someone has the free time in my mind if you really want to see someone you're going to make sure days in advance that they're free to see you Yes. And I just feel like that does not happen anymore. And everything is texting. I feel like no matter what we do, whether it's business, personal, we just text our lives out. Everything is via text. And I think it, it's just it's pathetic. There's no social interaction regarding talking on the phone, you know, meeting someone organically. Uh, that is one of the biggest things. This whole ghosting thing is just, mm. we didn't have that, you know back yeah. in the day and I think we're totally going in the wrong direction and it's getting worse not better so I always uh, say I felt like I was born in the wrong era you know maybe I should have been born back in the day like with you know saddle shoes saddle shoes and a poodle poodle skirt and the courting and the soda shops and you know what I mean yes well you were it's, born in the right era yeah. you were born in the right era because you got actually a taste of it unfortunately the era changed so drastically with technology like 20, 25 years ago, everything's different. 
Definitely. You, and it's not for the better in any way, shape, or form. It's not. It's not. It's almost the kids that are growing up, the ones that are in their 20s now, maybe early 30s, that, that don't know anything different. Um, it's almost better for them that way because they don't know what the heck you're talking about when you say this type of stuff. They, they don't have anything to compare it to. But you do. No, you no. do. You're, you're, you're longing and yearning for like the old authentic type ways of doing things, which is completely non-existent anymore exactly yeah yeah it, it is it's non-existent dating is as i quote it in my book one of the gentlemen i spoke to when i was doing research for my book he said dating's like one dumpster fire after another and it really is you just you can just hop around from one mess to another mess because there we're so ex, you know have this crazy access to people because we're internet dating where if we didn't have the internet, you wouldn't be talking to 100 people at the same time or seeing, you know, 50 pictures of all these different women or men you could date in one sitting. It's just it's just really different. And you attribute and not, you attribute okay. these dumpster fires to the fact that there's always somebody accessible with one click of a button and, no, and nobody's willing to stay in the moment. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I think when he said, I had done a little research, I did a big Zoom call during COVID when I was starting to do research for my book, and I said, well, what do you think about dating? And this gentleman said, it's like one dumpster fire after another. I mean, it's just like, you can just jump and jump from these dumpsters full of crap. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's just like a disaster, and it's like, it will burn you. It's like, <laughs> it will take you down. And it is like... So I, that's what I feel like. Dumpsters, dating is like a dumpster. It's just full of crap. And you know how many dumpsters there are all over the place. And it's just like there's nothing of substance in a dumpster for, you know, a pretty good reason, I'm sure, whatever was in the dumpster was thrown away on purpose. So, so. yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to understand. I mean, I assume in all your years of dating, though, you've had some there there has to have been some pleasant experiences oh my goodness yes yes i have had some long-term relationships there's been some great experiences you know i can't say there hasn't but you know one of the first things i say in my my book is that this is not a self-help book so don't come to me for advice on how to make dating a better experience for yourself <laughs> it isn't it's not a self-help book because i mean think about it think about all the self-help books out there There's, on dating right. relationships and sex i mean why are there so many damn self-help books and why are there so many relationship and dating coaches when on match.com alone there's like 9.9 .9 million users are those books and coaches helping us like i don't know that's a so fair, I just, yeah, I didn't that's want a fair self help book. I just wanted to write a downright funny, raunchy, in your face. This is the reality of dating. Let's just all commiserate and laugh, you know, and just have a fun read. Not, I'm trying to teach you something. I'm trying to give you some positive insight into dating because you know what? I don't really think anybody knows the answers. Yeah, you're basically made. You made this book for people that can relate, and they go, "Oh, I had the same experience or something similar." I'm not the only exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. And just to laugh, because if you don't laugh, you really like want to like cry or hibernate and never date again. What was, give us an example of something raunchy that you included in the book. Oh, I've talked about like 
sex, my sex life. I've talked about like things that have happened, you know, with men that I have dated. I've talked. <laughs> well, like, give us an example. Like, to, you know, tease us with one or two of them. Um, let's see. It's like raunchy. Oh yeah, the most the most raunchy thing you put in the book. Let's go right to it. You don't need to give every detail. You can leave some for the imagination. People will go buy the book. We'll link it up here in the show notes. But yeah, yeah, tell us something. It's going to be my story or a story from one of my guy friends? Well, we want it to be your story. Oh, no, you're killing me here. All right. <laughs> well, I guess I might as well. I can very clearly remember this guy. And I don't know how raunchy it is, but, you know, when your family and friends are reading about your sex life, it does feel kind of raunchy. But... um I remember this guy that I dated, you know, we were having sex and uh, and he came first, which probably should be a rule that, oh, that should never happen. wait a second. But, Lori, um, I'm so and, sorry to hear that. That's, <laughs> that's freaking terrible. What a whim. So, he was done. And I'm lying there, all horny, like, hello, hello, he's done. So, you know, and I, I literally write this in the book, thank God for electronic devices. <laughs> so I'm lying there and I'm like, you know, using my vibrator. And I'm like, do you think you could help me out? Like maybe even just touch my boob. And so ah! he flops his hands over and rests his limp hand on my boob. And that was about it regarding his participation. Wait a second. His limp hand or his limp something else? <laughs> his limp hand. Oh, okay. Just we could just sure. lie next to each other. I'm like, could you at least feel my boob? <laughs> and I wrote that in the book. That was his exact question. Could you at yeah. least feel my boob? Like, well, he's done. Yeah, like, you know, you, you got him at the wrong spot. Me up a little bit to help me, you know, you, get more excited with the, uh, you know, vibrator. You got him at yeah. the wrong time. He was completely, he was happy at that point. He was checked out. He, yeah, he's happy with himself. And, he was you know, checked out. I wasn't too happy, but... Wow. Anyways, that's just one story. I mean, I have some gross stories, too, about guys I've dated regarding there's a there's a whole little section in the book about how I was a, uh, these guys' shit chauffeurs. Yeah, tell us about that. Okay, so I very clearly, like, remember this, too. Like, my brain, I met this guy from an internet date. We had a great, you know, first date. We ate in like a place like a Dave and Buster's or like game place. And so the I lived in the city. I lived in Cambridge, which is near Boston. So the second date, and I invited him to my apartment. Now I had a car. He did not, which is fine. A lot of people in the city didn't have cars, so I'm cooking him dinner. So to make a long story short, he had to take a shit. Mm. Right. So he literally came and told me, I am uncomfortable doing this in your apartment. Can you please take me to a place where I can go to the bathroom? <laughs> I was like, yeah. um, okay. So this story is in my book. So I literally took him, put him in my car. We drove through the city of Cambridge. I think the first public restroom I found was a Dunkin' Donuts or a gas station, and he didn't feel comfortable with that. So I had to find him another one. So, I was a shit chauffeur. And then it happened again but, but, when I was... Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, this guy. So, what happens? He, he he goes inside. He comes back out to your car, obviously completely embarrassed. I mean, he's like, like you know he just dropped off a few, a few kids into the toilet. <laughs> yeah. He comes back. This is your first date? It was the second. Second date? And you know what? Yeah. I know what you're going to ask me, and I cannot remember what my reaction was after that but I can tell you we never went on a third date 
<laughs> Did you guys go back to your apartment? We, yeah, you drove I'm back, we right? did. This was so long ago. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. the type of person who I'd be like, "You're a fucking wacko. Get the hell out of my car." And I, I mean, well, I've the, heard that some people do not want to poop in other people's homes. I know, but you know, it's such a natural. Th- I, I know it's embarrassing, but he actually, in my opinion, made it even worse. I. That's what I said in my book. I said, "What's more embarrassing, pooping in somebody's apartment or telling someone you have to poop?" You can't do it in their apartment, and can they please take you somewhere else? Yeah, and then you drive around. It's super uncomfortable and awkward. He knows that you're going, what the fuck is happening here? You drop him off to Dunkin' Donuts or wherever you end up, and he's inside Dunkin' Donuts now sitting there going, she's in the car waiting for me. I should have fucking just taken a shit at her house. Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is a terrible thing. I mean, not from drinking. I'm, I'm not even a drinker, but I think with all these experiences, and sometimes I look back on them, and even like what you said, like what led that guy to saying, I can't deal with your personality, or what did he say, or what, even what my reaction was, like when I was in my apartment, and he's like, I don't feel comfortable, can you take me somewhere? I could not even tell you what my reaction was. I can tell you, though, that being the age I am now, what I would say now is probably very different compared to what I would have said back then. So what would you say now? I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's probably what I would have said now. I'd be like, why don't you just go in my bathroom? <laughs> exactly. That's what I would say now. But, right. like, I'm 49, very independent, very straightforward. Like, it's like, life, for God's sakes, just go in my bathroom. And if he said, I'm not uncomfortable, I'd be like, well, and, you know, I don't mean, I, I mean... You would just say, dude, it's totally fine. I'll, you know what? I'll take a shit first. You happy? How about I go first? You know? Or here's a, a spray, you know, Lysol. I'd be like, just go. It doesn't bother me. You know? <laughs> so I mean, me, I poop, I'll poop wherever I got to go. Like, if I got to go, I go. I'll poop in porta potties. I'll poop. I don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it doesn't phase me. But I know there's people who feel uncomfortable doing that, and I couldn't live like that. But, like,. It's a, it's it's amazing how there's people we would we try to do things that we think are going to actually mitigate the embarrassment in a certain certain situation and then we make these decisions that looking back you're like holy shit I made it ten times worse like oh, yeah. I should have just done what I had yeah. to do. That's how we all learn. Yeah, you live and learn. Anyone listening to this, if you're thirty or thirty five, twenty five, take advice from Lori because when you're forty nine, you'll say just take the shit. Okay. Don't, don't don't play games. Go ahead. We all do it. We do it all the time. Jeez. That is true. Just do it. For God's sake, there's more important things in life to be embarrassed or afraid of. So talk to us about the dating apps. You've got Match, which you mentioned. Have you done Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, all those? I have done eHarmony, Match, Bumble, Plenty of Fish, and Zoosk. I've never done Hinge. I've never done Tinder. Have you done Farmers Only? <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Maybe I I'm, should. I'm, I'm totally. I'm kidding. I'm, to- I'm not I'm a kidding. farmer, but I do like the country, and I there do like go. me some boys with some uh, cowboy hat and cowboy boots. Hey on now, so. there you go. See, exactly. there it is. Exactly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you found your problem. You're on the wrong app. You've been maybe you've been. Uh, deprived know. of FarmersOnly.com. You know, city folks, they just don't get it. But do you think anyone gets it, whether you're a farmer or a city folk? <laughs> right, right. That's a good point. 
<laughs> so let's let, let let's dive into dive into this because I'm just I, I really want to understand what your dating situation looks like because I just find it I find it somewhat fascinating and I find it somewhat sad I have to be honest with you mm-hmm. that you've had such a bad experience and I'm wondering have you ever let me start with this have you ever looked yourself in the mirror and said okay obviously something's not working here mm-hmm. what am I what are you Lori what are you doing to make this experience what the fuck dating what the fuck have you ever yeah. gone there Yes, I mean, I think that is one of the big problems today is people really aren't self-aware of who they are or where they're at in their life or what they're looking for. Um, Yeah, of course. I mean, I always think about things. I'm like, well, what is the common denominator? And the common denominator with my dating woes is myself. So, is that what you mean? Absolutely. So, when you look at yourself, what when you dissect why a lot of these not every single one like you said you've had some long-term relationships and this and that but mm-hmm. the vast majority of it has caused you to get to this point in your life where you're like hey I'm only going to be a you know I'm 49 I've, I've got my dogs I'm this is what I'm happy I don't want to date guys I don't want to be too serious it sounds like I don't know maybe you do um, but but you're here at this point in your life what don't you like when you dig in deep do you look to yourself and say what am I doing to turn this man off I do, and I think when I was younger, I was much more afraid of what I was doing to turn men off, but now I feel like I'm much more self-aware and confident in what I have to offer, Um, and you know what, I have to say, I don't know if this is a pro or a con, but I can tell you that and I'm, I don't want to generalize or stereotype, but I am not maybe your average single woman who grew up wanting the husband, the house, the white picket fans, the dog, and the kids. Like, that's not really been, you know how they say some women picture their wedding since they were a kid. That's really never been me. Right. So I never really started with that mindset. Now, I can tell you, like, the very first guy that I, like, fell in love with, lost my virginity to, he was verbally abusive to me. And I was just, I had no idea, you know, because I was, like, in love. Now, if that happened, that wouldn't even happen today because that's not acceptable to me and I stand up for myself. What what did he say to you? What were some of the things he would say? Like, you're an idiot or just, like, everything was just so negative. Mm. Are, you sure, are you sure that wasn't, are you sure that wasn't his sport play? Uh. His dad was an abusive alcoholic father. Mm. So I've learned like a lot like over the years. And, you know, I still, you know, still, I, I know everybody, like everybody, not everybody, but supposedly everybody wants to be in love and have, you know, a friendship and a companion and a hug and somebody to snuggle. And sometimes a lot of people stay in relationships that aren't healthy because they're afraid to be alone. They're afraid to start dating again. And that's never been me. So I know I'm probably not like the norm. I mean, my parents have been married 51 years. Wow. I cannot even imagine being married to somebody for 51 years. They must completely repulse you. It does not, well, you know what, I love them, they're phenomenal parents, but no, I cannot imagine being married to somebody that long, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, you can't even imagine dating somebody for 51 days. So what are you talking That's about? That's what I always say. I yeah. can't find somebody I'd want to date for 51 days, <laughs> let alone married That's for hilarious. 51 years. Like, uh, well, I don't know. So I, you, don't, you, I don't know. And a lot of it is probably my personality, maybe, mm. why I love change. I love goals. I love, like, doing different things. I'm not like, oh, I love status quo, like a monotonous life. So... But you, you know, made a I'm comment. Like, what's next? What can we do? You know, and I get bored. <laughs> so, but you it's made me. A, you, it's me. I know it's me. There you go. You know See? what I mean? But I'm not afraid to admit it. I could probably be a hot mess dating disaster. I have no doubt. But yeah, it's okay. but <laughs> but an entertaining person for sure. An entertaining fun, fun time. But let me tell oh, you yeah. this. Let me tell you this. You you made a comment, and you said I don't care. I'll paraphrase. You basically said, I used to care about what people thought, you know, maybe offending them or whatever, and then I just realized I stopped caring. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. So right. do you feel that if you really just dissect the situation, do you think to yourself, okay, I'm so like confident in who I am and I know I have so much to offer and I'm, an, a, I'm a great catch, and I've got all this stuff going on. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm self-made. I'm independent. All these things. Do you feel that maybe that mindset is somewhat pushing you to the other extreme? Because you don't want to feel those feelings that you felt when you were younger where you were worried. Now you're at the other side of the spectrum, and you're the other extreme. Is that having a potential impact on these relationships? I mean, it could when I say I don't care, like, I have a very interesting personality. I am a driver, which I'm, like, very type A, hardcore, get shit done. But I'm also very amiable, and I can be very sensitive. And I don't do well with negative reinforcement, only positive. I, You know, I want, I like when people like me. You know what I mean? I'm not a loner. So I am kind of a conundrum, mm-hmm. which is interesting for somebody like me because I can be very sensitive and if I feel like maybe somebody said something to me that was inappropriate or in the wrong I can get very offended um so I'm I have a very interesting personality so what scares you what scares you I don't care like I don't tell people to fuck off all the time <laughs> like, once in a while you, know, you do apparently I, I'm, I'm a dance teacher I've been a server I've been in talk. sales and I've always been very successful so I have really good people skills and I can de- develop rapport with two year olds through 99 year olds because I've taught them so I don't want to come off as like oh you're an asshole you're an asshole I don't care about you you know that type of thing do you listen when people are talking to you when these guys are, are opening up are you listening or are you are you thinking about the next thing that you want to tell them about I can tell you, and that's that's a great question. I have changed. I have, you know, just life coaching and whatnot. I've learned, like, to listen more, not react or take the time for somebody to speak before I react or cut in or interrupt. Um, My temper has definitely changed. Like, I have dated men who, like, will flip out over the stupidest little thing, and then I would flip out because they're flipping out, but now I have been in situations where I'm like, okay, you know, it's not a big deal, but that's gone through, like, therapy, life coaching, because I I have, like, a pretty good temper, Um, 
And I've done a lot of work on that, like life coaching, like I said, therapy. It's in my family, though. I mean, I love my dad to death, but he's got a quick temper. My brother has a quick temper. Family mm. members have quick tempers, and it's just kind of knowing how to manage it. When when a man flips out, to your point that you made, give us an mm-hmm. ex- what's an example? What's an example where he would flip out, and then you would fl- you know you guys are piggybacking off of each other, right? I remember I was dating this guy. This is another very clear picture. And we were having a yard sale in a house. I owned a home. I don't anymore. Um, And we were trying to set up one of those easy ups. And he was just losing his mind and flipping out. And I was just like, like, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Now, back when I was younger, I'd have been like, what the hell? You know what I mean? And like, just. Because sometimes when somebody flips out and they come at you, your first response is to, like, give them the same energy back, which only would escalate, like, like uh, an argument. But now I honestly, and like I said, it's through a lot of work, I feel better about it. I kind of, like, take a breath and I kind of try to put things into perspective about, like, what's really, really important. So you're... Is it worth freaking out about or losing it or whatnot? So your process is when you feel those, uh uh-oh, here it comes, I'm going to freak out too because this is what I do and I've got a temper. Mm -hmm. You're now conscious of that, more conscious now than you've ever been, and you you pause, that's the first step? I do. And I can tell you, like, I can feel it coming on. What's the feeling? Like, when you feel it coming on, you could feel the rage inside? What is it? Yeah, like, just agitation and you just kind of want to I don't know if you've ever been there but like you're just so mad at that person that you want to cause a fight no Lori Lori I've never been there I've lived I live a peaches and cream life I've never had any I've never had any of these issues I'm totally kidding I'm totally kidding (laughs) (laughs) good for you come hang out with my crazy Italian family sometimes Uh, yeah then then my blood pressure will be through the roof yeah Uh, so you were you (laughs) so so you you would pause because you know it's coming, and you, oh yeah, I can feel you talk it. To yourself. I'm like, oh, yeah. and then you know, and I know. I mean, yeah, you know how people say like the people who cut themselves, which I have never done, but it's almost like a feeling of relief for them. I do know that, and I think that's really twisted. But yes, I do understand that. Yes, it's. I mean, I've never done it, and that's horrible but it's almost like a feeling of relief for them but when I get that feeling literally like letting it out or causing a verbal fight with a significant other and it's not with family it's more like in a dating relationship for me it almost feels like a relief but now it only just makes things worse and like you have to fight it for me I have to fight it I'd be like don't pick up the phone don't call them and say what you want to say because I know it's not the result is not going to be good. Do you think that there's a part of you that enjoys potentially some of the chaos is not probably the right word, but you understand where I'm going, like where you like to kind of jab at your partner. It's a, maybe a form of flirting, and maybe that's coming off. Maybe they're being perceiving it the wrong way because they're perceiving it as you being aggressive. And you're perce- you know, you're perceiving it as playful. I could be totally wrong, but I'm just I'm No, just I mean that's understand. a possibility. I can tell you that I have started dating somebody. Um and he is from New York and he has a very similar personality as I do. So he kind of jabs me and I jab him. Mm. 
what so it's kind of like bickering banter and you know we laugh hysterically but you can't do that with everybody you know yeah. you have to not everybody you can like be goofy with or like that or like everyone always tells me when they meet me oh you Boston people you know you're really like loud and to the point and tell it like it is and blah 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 and I guess we are I mean you know New Yorkers are told they're the same way so maybe that's why this guy that I started dating that we get along because he's from New York and where you grew up could definitely impact the type of people you know, or the type of relationships you have with somebody because you're growing up in a different culture or a different area of the U.S. or the world. And that can definitely, or even the type of family you grew up in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I grew up with a large Italian family. My mom's one of eight. My dad's one of four. All of the women in my mom's family and my dad's family are very strong, opinionated, outspoken women. And that's so what I, I mean. That's what I mean. A meek family on either side. I, I just wonder if you're living in a loop of some sort and don't ne necessarily fully realize it or appreciate it. And I'm not saying this as a knock. I'm saying this as as potentially something that you've been doing because of your upbringing, your past, your environment, right. socioeconomic experience, you know, statuses, experiences. You being an entrepreneur, you're strong. You come from a, a strong-minded family. Your dad's got a temper. Uh, you've had some bad experiences. Your first ever love was abusive to you, so you, you shelled up and become hard. 33 years in the dating scene, on and off, take it, but still a long time, and you it's taking you to this point where you're saying dating's a, a, a fucking, it's a disaster, and I agree with you, especially with the social media now and these, and these websites, but... There are still so many people out there that are finding what they think is love or finding a partner or a companion, and you haven't. So I'm just wondering, have you truly, like, have you modified your approach over the years as you've gotten wiser and, and lived these experiences? I feel like I've gotten wiser, but see, it's almost like a catch-22. I've gotten wiser. I'm more self-aware of who I am and what I want, but I'm also more, much more outspoken of it, and I take or will accept less bullshit. Like, when I was 21, the first love of my life, right, he was verbally abusive, and I didn't think twice about it. Now that wouldn't even happen in my life. You know, a guy I dated years ago had a... Her, his ex would impact our relationship and his kids and he didn't have my back when it came to her or defend me when it came to her now that would never happen again yes yeah, yeah I feel like you've had you've been jaded by these experiences some of them oh of course I have yeah and but what else can you what else would somebody do I mean that's how we learn that's how we know what we want in the next I mean the next relationship we're in that's how we become much more self-aware what we're accepting of and not accepting of and maybe because I am independent and have a you know done what I've done and not you know ha felt like I needed somebody maybe that's that's why I am where I am your personality I truly think or your expectations or what you've been taught is going to impact the type of relationship that you you end up in and if you're going to stay in it if it's acceptable to you if it's not, I mean, we all make choices, right? We decide to stay or we decide to go. Are we strong 
strong enough to go if it's abusive and not working for us? Are we afraid to go because we're afraid, you know, we're going to be lonely? Are we afraid to get back into the dating scene again? It all depends on what you want for yourself. Maybe I'm at the whole, you know, 180 degrees from that woman who just wants to be with someone who's unhappy, but she wants to be with him or she financially needs his money. Or maybe it could be a man in the same position. Everybody's different, you know. And also what your goals and dreams are are going to impact the type of relationship that you're in. You know, if you want just to have kids and a home, which is great, then maybe that will impact the type of relationship you want. But me, I lived in my RV for three years, traveled the world. I'm starting a bunch of businesses. That's the kind of life I want. So that means I would probably need to find a partner who supports that or who has, who is as adventurous or outgoing as I am. But do you really feel that that... It, that person that's let's say you this guy that you're dating right now ends up supporting that uh-huh. is there going to be something that happens like what what are some of the situations that may happen as you guys get a little bit closer that can cause the relationship to crater well i can already tell you we're having huge issues now because he, he has an ex-wife and he has two boys living at home 15 and 17 with huge behavior issues that's another whole thing. See, that's another whole problem when you're dating at my age is a lot of these people have kids. I don't have kids. I like kids. I've taught kids, dance, preschool, whatever, worked with high school kids, junior high school kids. I'm probably not as understanding as I should be at times. These kids also come from a background uh, childhood that I'm not used to because I grew up with fantastic, happily married parents with a very positive childhood and they did not. So that's all part of a relationship. Two people with very different backgrounds and very different situations trying to work together to date, to build a life together, possibly build a future together. And, you know, that alone in itself is hard. We are very different, the guy I'm dating and myself, regarding our baggage, our backgrounds, and what's presently going on in our lives. How do you know that they have these behavioral problems or issues if you're not the, he's lived, you guys are long distance correct oh no no we live in the same town oh you do okay yep oh i know because it's affected our relationship his ex none of her four boys barely even want to speak to him speak to their her it's a just it's a i should write a whole nother book on just my relationship with him <laughs> he and i get along phenomenally he and i started a greeting card line He's very supportive of all my businesses. He's an entrepreneur himself. Um, so we have that. But How long have you guys been together? very unknown because of the boys and the ex. How long have you been with him? Uh, about 10 months. Oh, okay. A lot. You passed the 51-day uh, mark quite a bit ago. Oh, there was times, though. Didn't think we were going to make it. 250 so. days later, here she is. But you, here I but, am. But you're, you're wav- but you're wavering a little bit. I am wavering, and he knows. We see a life coach together about it. And so. he knows about your book and, and, and your businesses and dating what the fuck, and this is what you do. What was that one more time? He knows about your book and these businesses and, and how you're out there with the dating what the fuck book and telling all these stories. He's he's supportive of all this. Oh, my gosh. He's the most supportive boyfriend I've ever had in my 30 years of dating. What would happen if you guys ended up not being together? What would that make you? How would that make you feel? I would be very sad, but I would just keep moving forward. 
You would. You wouldn't stop and and, and sulk for a single moment. I never have, so mm. I don't see that happening. You never no. have. I mean, I would be devastated. I, I'm not going to lie, but it's not like I'm not going to continue working on my book or I'm going to start designing an internet dating website. I have the singles t-shirts. I have three other t-shirt lines. Uh, I have a greeting card line. There's no way. No. But you found I, some, what I find ironic too about this, Lori, is that you finally found somebody that you seem to click with. Mm-hmm. You guys have a great relationship. You've been in this dating scene for over 30 years. You've seen it all. It seems to me like you absolutely think it's atrocious. Obviously, you've written a book called Dating What the Fuck. So, yes. And now you finally found somebody, and yet you're. it seems to me that if the, relation, like the relationship is good for you, but it's like, oh, if it doesn't happen, then I'll go right back to that crazy dating scene that I can't stand. But it's okay. No. No, I never said I'd go back to the dating scene. You there is no way. No, mm-hmm. I would just continue focusing on my businesses because I'm just beginning to like blossom and flourish. And you would never dating date again. Would not be on my radar. You wouldn't worry about dating for a while. Correct. Do you want to be in love with somebody? I do. And do you want to be with somebody for the for the rest of your life? Can you see yourself being with someone for a long, long time? When you're on your rocking chair at 80-some years old. Or is that just not that interesting to you? I'm going to be very honest with you. I do not know. Oh, interesting. I mean, I love dating this guy. It's great. Like I said, it has its pros and cons. But, you know, honestly, I can't even tell you how many people have said to me, you are so smart, you're single, never married, and no kids. And this is from people who are married with kids. Of you course. have the right idea. You've made the best choices. It's not all it's cut out to be. <laughs> You've made the best choices. I have heard that so many times. Well, the grass is always greener. People that are in their shoes want to be you and you want to be them. It's just the way it goes. I guess. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I want to be them. I don't necessarily, you know, I owned a home. I don't think, I don't know if I ever want to own a home again. I don't know if I want, I mean, I'm definitely not going to have kids now. I'm way too old. And that's not something I, you know, really ever get sad about. Maybe once in a while I think about it. But I have all these things. I want to get back in an RV. I want to travel the U.S. I want to promote my book. I want to do vendor events. I I just have a lot of things I want to do. And if I had kids, I wouldn't be able to do what I want to do. Do you believe in monogamy? Definitely. You do? Yes. You would never cheat on your partner? I would not. That's very good. Yes. So where can people find you? We'll link you up in the show notes. Where, where can people find you online, social? What, what other things do you have going on? So the website is datingwhatthefuck.com. On Facebook, it's datingwhatthef. Not allowed to swear on Facebook. Mm. Um, I'm just starting Instagram. I also have an entire t-shirt line called Constant Chaos, and it's funny because you were used the word chaos earlier. It's constant-chaos.com. I designed uh, a line of RV, dog, hospitality, and sports t-shirts. I have that. And my boyfriend and I just designed a greeting card line called For Pete's Sake. And that's soon going to be available on constant-chaos.com. And you have these dating shirts on uh, Facebook. As I'm looking at right now, you've got these these acronyms like this one, Dating. D, disappointing, A, absurd, T, torture, I, impossible, N, nauseating, 
Gee, grueling. Yeah. <laughs> and again, to me, that's like, that is absolutely true in, in, in many instances. But if it's that bad and you've got something pretty good right now, you know, those 15 and 17-year-old boys will eventually be adults and doing their own thing. And, and the ex-wife will really be less relevant. You might want to stick around for a while. I don't know. I'm it's just me. Around. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, I'm just making sure. No worries. No just... worries. You know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Sometimes I worry, and then sometimes I'm like, you know what? One day at a time. I got a lot of stuff I'm doing. So here's another one. Disingenuous. This is d dating again. This is uh, again. You guys can get these T-shirts from her website. Disingenuous. A apathetic. T troublesome. I. <laughs> I intentional. What does that mean? Intentional. Why is that bad? That is actually my current boyfriend's acronym for dating. So if you see, there's single ones too, which you should. So the reason I did these shirts was to just kind of go off of the book about laughing at. And everyone hides behind their internet dating profiles, right? So I'm like, well, why don't you wear your profile on your back? So if you go to the website or the Facebook page, there's one that says single. And mine is like sassy, independent, never a dull moment. So that's almost like my acronyms, my profile. I'm wearing on my back in the general public. Hmm. And then there's also a t-shirt where you can do an entire profile. If you, You'll see it. And mine says like entrepreneur, motorcycle enthusiast, RV adventurer. So I'm like, let's get out from behind the internet and start wearing our profiles. Mm. Meeting people organically, seeing someone in a coffee shop line, and you tap them, be like, "Oh, hey, I see on the back of your shirt, you're an author. So cool, what'd you write?" Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Let's wear yeah. our profiles on our back. Yeah. Let's yeah. out from behind the computer. Let's just step outside of the box. Put yourself out there. Start being organic, like talking to people in face to face, not just through a text or a computer. So that's where this whole line of t-shirts came to coincide with the book now the dating one you know it's supposed to be funny too because if you ask i don't know if you're single but if in general you ask somebody who is single currently dating i'm guessing 99 of them are going to say it sucks yeah yeah the dating scene's so, never fun nobody enjoys being in the dating scene no matter what they say no it, it, they it's don't exhausting. and like you it has changed a lot and not for the better. No, not at all. But the problem is everyone's looking at the next best thing. They think that there's somebody better. The moment they get into a fight with somebody, they're out running. They're running to the next. You said something to them with your Boston accent. All of a sudden, they, they don't like it. Meanwhile, they realize, oh, she was actually really great. I, you know, It's just, it's one of these things. It's just a, it's, it's a really tough time to, to be single because while it's great where you can go and meet people within two seconds, it really loses all the authenticity that you used to have 30 years ago when you met somebody. Exactly. Yeah. So you here she is. You couldn't ghost somebody back then. I didn't even know what that term meant. And have you been ghosted before? Oh, my gosh. I've been stood up. I've been ghosted. People have no integrity, no respect for other people because it's so easy. What do you say back to them when when they ghost you? Do you do you blast them with a text message? What have you said? Oh yeah, hell what, what yeah. What have you said? What have you said? Oh, I've just been like, freaking grow up, get some balls, be a man. Like, can we just be adults? Like, be an adult. Like, adult dating. 
I don't even know if those two words can go together. Like being an adult and dating, adult dating, because this isn't how adults should act. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you would do this in high school, but not like grown 30, 40, 50, 60. I don't care how old the person is. And this isn't just men or women, but you know, it's just like, we forget we're adults. It's like, we're back in high school with the stupid cattiness and like not responding or blowing somebody off. It's just like, there's such a lack of respect in the world of dating today. Mm. Datingwhatthefuck.com. Lori Hardacker, you could message her at info at datingwhatthefuck.com. Her Facebook page happens to be facebook.com slash dating is horrible. Um, amongst many other ways to contact her, as you said. Hey, listen, I really appreciate you being raw and vulnerable and authentic, and uh, I, I wish you nothing but ha happiness, success. It sounds like you have a whole plan for your life ahead. And the dating thing, you're just going to continue to ride this wave. So, appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me, Nate. It was great. I really enjoyed it. You definitely gave me some stuff to think about, and I love that. I love, like, kind of like the life coaching, self-awareness lessons that I learn all the time. So, I uh, appreciate that. Hey, uh, we'll stay in touch, and uh, best of luck. We'll keep an eye out for you and your RV uh, across the country. Sounds good. All right, Nate, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night.